0: Welcome along to episode five of Football Funders. And with us on this podcast, uh, we have Dan Finch. Hello, everybody. And Ryan Scott. Welcome, everyone. Can we get this out of the way first? Martin Braithwaite. Who knew he was that good? We slaughtered him last week. It's Spain. I'm not
1: judging. He's got two goals for Barcelona. I could score two goals if I'm being assisted by Pedri and Gresman and Dembele. Let's see if he leaves Barca
2: and goes to a team and still does. <laughs> Messi was the problem all along. It was all it's, Messi's
0: fault. Was, he made a right messy of it, hadn't he? Uh, right, let's um, let's look at, uh, uh, at the results on the, the first the, pre, the Premier League season. I think the biggest shock, surely, has to be uh, the Man City Tottenham result, isn't it? I mean, that, that, let's deal with that one first. Uh, Tottenham without uh, uh, without Mister Kane and Man City. Um, well, this just didn't do it. Ryan, do you want to go
2: first on this one? This one actually didn't surprise me, because from what if, if, if what I've read is correct, City have never scored, let alone won at the new Tottenham Stadium every time they've played there. They've only been and there top, a year. Uh, well, I think it's something like four games or something is, against is
1: They've been a few times and they just can't beat them there.
2: All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. And um, they've, Tottenham have always done quite well without Harry Kane anyway. They're certainly a more dynamic team without him. Uh, I think maybe we might have underestimated Tottenham a little bit in our pre season predictions. So
0: are, Um, are we thinking that Harry Kane makes them a bit one dimensional? Is this what you're saying?
2: I think because. I wouldn't say necessarily one-dimensional, but because so much of their play is focused through Harry Kane, expecting him to both score and create, besides Son, you don't necessarily see much more from the other players. Like, Lucas Moura in that game was a beast. He was absolutely fantastic. And the, the whole front three for Tottenham hitting on the counter-attack were quick, uh, and they were decisive. So it, it worked.
0: Excellent. Yep. Dan, your, your view of the, the, the Man City-Spurs game? Yeah, I think um, Brian just made
1: the point about how good the Tottenham front three was without Kane, um, but I, I seem to think that's because of the, the, counter, the counter-attack the ability that they have, Would they've managed to break so fast, um, and also, like a huge shout-out needs to be given to the Tottenham back four. Tanganga was fantastic. Reguilon was um, amazing. Even Davison Sanchez was good. Eric Dia didn't make a mistake, which, you know, that's unusual, congratulations, though, mate. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And... Um, I was quite impressed with how the Nuno sent them out because they, they did the job on Man City.
0: Tanganga looks, uh, I mean, he's 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 been around for a couple of seasons in and out. Um, do you think he's going to get a good run under Nuno? And he looks a good good prospect, doesn't he?
1: They were saying on Sky Sports that the reason Tanganga was picked was for his defensive abilities. If they're playing in a more um, a side where they are expect to have the ball more, they'll play Aurier. Uh, apparently, that's what Sky was saying. That the reason Tanganga was picked was because he's a defender rather than a a, a wing-back. Ryan?
2: I think Dan's just touched on something as well. I think maybe Nuno's not going to get the credit quite yet that he deserves. I think he's got the potential to make Tottenham a more solid side than they have been, make them a bit more steelier because we've seen before that you can get through Tottenham quite easily. So I think he's sort of focusing on bringing a a solidity to them first, and then we'll see a more expressive style of play going forwards.
0: Excellent, but uh, so good start for Tottenham, bad start for Man City. Does it highlight the fact that they don't have a proven goal scorer? Yeah,
1: for me, I think watching the game, they started with um, Ferran Torres through the middle, and um, they just did. He just never seemed to be anywhere. And when the ball was falling in the box, if Greenish or Sterling or Gundogan were making the passes, and it got in the middle, there was just never a City player there. They took him away, brought on Jesus, but put Jesus wide. Um, that didn't work. That still did. The only person who actually looked like creating for City was was Mares, um, and there was just no one in the box to finish any of the balls in.
0: Now, um, while we're talking to Man City, rumours are they're looking at someone other than uh, Harry Kane at the moment as an alternative in case they don't get Harry Kane, and, and also to throw another uh, little um, thing into the pot. Reading reports today that Robert Robert Lewandowski would like to leave Bayern Munich. Now, now, Man City, how much would they pay for Robert Lewandowski? And Bayern how, have said they want a hundred million. So that's. He's that's what you pay. Is he thirty-three?
1: Yeah, but he's like a fine wine. Every year, he gets better. <laughs> uh, I love it. Lewandowski uh, is seventy-five percent is still a thirty-goal season. Yeah,
0: I suppose. Yeah,
2: Ryan. I think t- talking about that, I think you can't pay £100 million for a 33-year-old, no matter oh, who it is. I don't yeah. think you're paying... Even even if it was Messi and you could get Messi for £100 million, you just can't... Maybe Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo might justify it, the, the outlay because of the shirt sales and the sponsorship deals, maybe. But someone like Lewandowski, you just... It, it, he's, he's, if it had been too... Two years ago, I think you could justify it. I think now you can't. Going back to City's performance very quickly uh, at the weekend, uh, I, I asked you guys last week whether City needed Graylish or whether that £100 million should have gone on Kane. And I think, I know it's only one game, but Graylish is a great player, but I wasn't sure whether City needed him then. I'm still not convinced they need him now. And I'm a bit concerned, and I know Pete will probably get this reference, but Dan might not. I'm worried for Jack that we might get a bit of fastino Asprilia syndrome. <laughs> a great player that comes in, does well, but upsets the apple cart, and, and, the, and the tactics go out the window as a result.
0: Another one I would give you is one Sebastian Varon as well, who who was touted as, and he's a great midfield player, just didn't work in, in English football. I think when Grealish is uh, on Grealish's side of things uh, in his defence, uh, and I can see the parallels, but one game, uh, it's a bit early, but uh, I will say he's used to the rough and tumble of the Premier League, and I think under Guardiola, uh, I think he'll just get better and better, and, and I don't have too many worries there. I don't think he'll be like Asprilla. I don't think he'll be like Varane. I think he'll, I think he'll do a job. Whether or not he starts every game, isn't it? Even here, or there, the size of the fee doesn't matter at um and does or your, your reputation doesn't really matter to Pep Guardiola uh, at all. Back to Lewandowski, uh, 220 games for Bayern Munich since 2014, 204 goals. I would take two seasons of that for a 50 million pound a season all day long if I'm after the uh, the league I think and the Champions League I think uh, I think that's well worth it shirt sa- I mean you look at you look at shirt sales alone will be a huge amount and, uh, around the world not just in Manchester but around the world I think if uh, if Guardiola could I think he would I think he would prefer to have Kane because he's going to get more 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 uh time uh, playing, he's going to get more. More, you you know, if he gives him a three or four year contract, he's going to see that contract out. And Rob Lewandowski, you're going to give him a two year contract,
2: nothing more, really, are you, Ryan? i would asked you both this question. Um, he's full of questions rather, tonight, isn't he? Would you rather, as if you were both Manchester City manager, yeah. would you rather spend a hundred million pounds on Lewandowski for this season, or wait for twelve months and sign Haaland... For 70 when his release clause comes in.
0: Ah, now, that, yeah, but I, I before I, 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 I I'll catch that by saying I would want an assurance from Haaland that he's going to sign for me before I make that decision. I would be talking to Haaland's people and say, look, we'll wait a year, uh, Can we? But we'll, will you come to us in, in a year's time? Haaland's going to have the choice of any club in the world and it's not going to be, he's going to pay him the most money? Who's going to pay him the most money? is going to be PSG. the big thing. PSG. <laughs> well, yeah, PSG, because they'll unload someone, Neymar, uh, and, uh, and, 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 or, or someone. They'll not unload... Mbappe. Mbappe. You think they'll Mbappe. unload Mbappe? Uh, but Mbappe won't go to Bayern Munich, will he? He'll be going somewhere. He'll go to Madrid, supposedly. He's only got a year left on his deal, and he won't sign a new one, supposedly. So, yeah, so they might sell him now. I mean, if that Madrid. happened, if Madrid came in and bought him now, then, then all bets are off, aren't they? Because suddenly... Uh, I think with 12 days of the transfer window to go, a lot of stuff could happen. If, if as Dan's saying, Mbappe's contract is up next season, PSG are not going to let him go for nothing, are they? That's just not business sense. It doesn't make business sense. You know, they're paying an absolute fortune in wages for, for Messi. And in terms of financial fair play, <laughs> there's a laugh. Uh, balancing the books by selling Mbappe would do them the world of good. Lewandowski yeah. to PSG. No, I am Man City. I'm
1: going back to Ryan's original question. If I'm Man City, I'm going for Lewandowski. Get it in. Make sure you have it right now. you It's win now. You're, you're Man City. You're in win now mode. You want to win as much as you can now. Because is Guardiola going to be there in two years? If he wins the Champions League, I could see him saying, oh, I'm done now. I'm going to go somewhere else. Oh, I guess- after that, He's won everything.
0: Uh, the player, the other player that they're looking at uh, is uh, Vlaovic, isn't it? Vlaovic, um, uh Serbian international, uh, Fiorentina, and uh, he's up for eighty million at the moment. And have even heard of the name. Wolves, oh yes, I have. Then some of the other transfer news: Walls are expecting uh, Tottenham to sign, try and get uh, Adama Troyori if if Kane joins. So well, maybe. 40 million. It maybe looks like uh, Tuckman possibly preparing for life without Harry. It only takes one move to happen, and then the domino effect happens. We've seen it before.
2: I, I th- I, on the Harry Kane thing, I said earlier in, in, the pod, in the earlier pods, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's shot himself right in the foot on this one. And uh, I think Daniel Levy's dug his heels in, and I think he's going to make him wait a year.
0: No, I think Daniel Daniel Levy will take the money, a uh, reduced amount, and get him sh- get a shot of him. Daniel, I I think uh, I think they're already preparing for life without Harry Kane. I said it three weeks, a couple of weeks ago. I said I think Harry will be gone, and I stand by that. There's twelve days, and all it takes is one transfer to go through, and then things can happen in the transfer market. I still think Harry Kane will leave. I Dang. agree.
1: I, I I did, and was uh, on the same side of the fence as Ryan. Of the more that goes on and the longer we go, I um, would not be shocked if a deadline day move. If Tottenham can find a replacement,
0: I wouldn't be shocked to see Harry Kane move. Right, last one on this one, Ryan, before we move well, on. All
2: I will say, just going back to the Man City thing briefly, and talking about who they could come bring in now. If I'm looking to spend money as Man City manager, I think I'm going to go for someone like La Martinez uh, into Milan instead of £100 million on... Uh, Lewandowski. There's a massive age difference. You could probably spend less on Martinez, and I'd pr- I'd argue you probably get more quality over the deal from him than you would Lewandowski.
0: There is a, It's a gamble, though, isn't it? Uh, because it, it, it can take players some time to settle down in the Premier League. You buy Harry Kane, you're getting a player who knows his way around the Premier League. That's my opinion. Right. Uh, let's look at the other results. Um, I mean, we can gloss over... Uh, Brighton, Burnley, I mean, that could have been a draw, a nil-nil draw for all I know. But, I mean, there's no big... Either one of those teams could have won that. Uh, Everton, Southampton, again, two teams that are uh, fairly average. And uh, I don't think there's... Because we am going to try and concentrate on the results that may be a bit of surprise or have an impact. Uh, Leicester 1-0, uh, no surprises there for anyone? No. Dan? No, sorry.
1: Uh, just to go back to the Everton game really quickly... Um, I was really intrigued to see. It. I think, I don't know, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the pod. If Southampton took the lead, would the fans turn on Rafa straight away? Yeah. Um, but it seemed, the atmosphere seemed quite good. And obviously, Everton got back into the game. Um, and no, no, I don't think anyone shot that Leicester beat Wolves. Le- Leicester are going to be, as we said, comfortable
0: top five, aren't
1: they? Yeah. So it
0: wasn't a shot. Uh, Watford Villa, 3 um, 2 home win for Watford. And I think I said Villa losing Grealish could be a big thing for them. And as we've seen with big clubs, when they lose their talisman, for some clubs, when they lose their talisman, it can send them into a bit of a dive. So, how Villa react this weekend is important. I think they need to get back on, back to back onto winning ways. I know it's only the first game of the season, but you need to nip these sort of things in the bud quickly. Ryan, uh,
2: yeah, th- that can happen, but I think it's just a case of finding a new attacking chemistry for Aston Villa because everything basically went through Grealish last time around well that's this is why i think
0: got... they could struggle this is why i don't think they're going to be anywhere near where they are i think they're not going to have an easy time because that chemistry isn't something that happens overnight or sometimes it is and it just clicks and other times it it's just not there and and I when think, you lo- uh, you've lost, they've lost such a huge part of that jigsaw and all the pieces fitted around that you've now got to fill that gap that Grealish has left and still be getting results. Not easy to do, Dan. I also think if you look at Villa's top front four,
1: almost, that's not going to be the front four that you probably see for Villa throughout the season. Danny Ings obviously will be their striker, but Ashley Young and El Ghazi, wide of Buendia. I wouldn't be surprised to see Leon Bailey, and obviously Ollie Watkins, who played sometimes off the wing at Brentford, could do the same. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ings, Watkins, Bailey, and, and Buendia, where obviously... And I think they had Marvellous Nakamba in, in the midfield as well. And I don't think he'll start much.
0: Great name. Uh, Ryan.
2: And you're also forgetting about Triore, who was quite a, a good player for Aston Villa last season. Um, I, I, I think they will gel. I think they might have a rough start, but I think they'll pick up quite quickly. Okay.
0: Uh, let's look at um uh Uh, right candidates i think i think we we were agreed on norwich uh got done three nil by liverpool no surprises there at all is there really nope no they just just didn't look
1: i never i I watched the game and i just never thought norwich were i know liverpool are are a good side they had van dyke back joel matic but just norwich just looked like they offered absolutely nothing
0: and uh, Jota, Jota, Jota's uh, at East, got, got his first goal of the season for for uh, Liverpool, which is good news. Um, looking at the other ones, Crystal Palace, uh, Chelsea, uh, that was um, predictable, do you think? Yep. Pleasing, possibly? Uh, very pleasing. I was very <laughs> pleased. Uh, yeah, that's... Except, yeah, they're watching the
1: Cheltenham were playing and they're not doing well, so at least I was able to watch the, the Chelsea score just pile up. Um, which was interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play with uh, Lukaku because they actually went with a five at the back um, and with Timo through the middle. So it'll be interesting to see how their front three... I, had,
0: I had the uh, rather... Joyous honour on Saturday evening on the way home from the game I'd been to. Um, I was stood at the station and I was uh, chatting to a Tunbridge Angels fan who didn't know the score between Chelsea and Palace and she was a Palace fan. And so I took a great deal of delight in pointing out that not only had her team lost 5-1 but her league team had lost 3-0. I didn't have the heart to tell her who I supported because I thought we'll leave it there. Ryan.
2: I was actually surprised it was only 3-0, to be honest, because obviously <laughs> I predicted Palace to, to go down. And the other thing I will say is we talked a lot about the uh, Chelsea's defence and then this lad, Tre- uh, Trevor Chalabar, comes from nowhere and stores a screamer. So I was like, what's that all about?
0: And what an emotional reaction at the end when he scored because oh, uh, um, I think it was his mum he was thinking about his mum. Because his yeah. brother, his brother's... Where's his brother at? Is he at Watford? Watford, Watford that's it. And yeah, and, and, yeah, And Trevor's been at, at Chelsea for a long, long time without really uh, bothering the first team. And suddenly he starts and he's got an absolute worldie right at the end. Put the icing on the cake for um, Chelsea fans and the odd Charlton fan. And, yeah, an emotional response to that first ever league goal. Um, and Chelsea, let's... This week, added uh, a little stri- a striker to their... Um, to little. their stable, you know, the little fella Lukaku. Oh, watch them go. Do we think?
1: Uh, dark horses. I think people, I've seen a lot of people already no. write them
0: off. No, um, no, no, no. Bonkers can't. to me. Uh, I think they're right up there. The only thing I have issue why well, I have, and we discussed this last week, was for Chelsea, is possibly at times the, the centre of their defence worries me a little bit because everything else I think there. Ryan's going to disagree because. Uh, if we if he agrees with us that Chelsea are in the top two, Man United aren't. So yeah, we, we're waiting for this. Come on, Ryan. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm not sure if if about the top two stuff, but I'm still. I said it last week, and I'm intrigued to see how Lukaku fits into this system. Because I said it last week, they're going to have to change the system that they're currently using to accommodate Lukaku. He's they can't do what Mourinho did and get him to hold up play because it's not Lukaku's game.
0: No, I don't. I I don't think I don't think uh, the the coach there is that stupid that he would expect him to. Um, it's, it's it's you know I I just I I don't think he's that daft to do that. I think I think he'll want the team to play to he wants he wants he's brought him in to score goals and the, the only way you're gonna make it, get him to score goals is by playing to his strengths. Uh, so um, yeah, just don't lump the ball up to him. I'm I mean,
1: more interested in um, Timo Werner's role because I wonder if. Werner will shine playing off Lukaku rather than being the star man if he can offer more as the man backing up Lukaku uh, and yeah. coming in from either wing, which is
0: assumingly what they'll do. Yeah, and we've seen it before. I, I cause I've I've never been taken with that. When you've got you get someone who's a forward and I've seen it time and time again, uh, where someone is a forward and they're out on the wing. I've never until I started playing football manager, really grasped that one. But it it's playing a football <laughs> manager where I suddenly decided f- f- realised. Because I used to watch Charlton and, and Johnny Euston Johansson has scored 20-odd goals in his first season. He's playing on the wing the next year and I'm thinking, Kerbishty, what are you doing? But I can understand what he's doing now because that man is... I can, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um... Right, let's look at this one game left that we haven't looked at and I've saved this one till last because I thought it would be a hell of a lot closer than it was um, with the rivalry between these two clubs, Manchester United and Leeds United. Uh, the rivalry between those two clubs normally uh, is astonishing. Oh, we will talk about Brentford as well, but, uh, but we'll come to that one in a moment. But Manchester United versus Leeds. Uh, I mean, Man United go one up and then Luke Hayling scores an absolute pearler. Uh, and a beautiful goal, for, as an equaliser. And then after that, I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was watching the game. I was, I could just, but I was seeing Twitter. Fernandes, Fernandes, Fernandes. And it was just like Pogba, Fernandes. Pogba, I'm just like, what is going on? 5-1. Uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted that. Could You're not going to claim, you? yeah, Ryan, here we go. Look at this. Oh, can, look, look, oh look, hold on. Look, oh, can you smell yeah. it, Dan? Bullshit. Look, no,
1: I agree. <laughs> I, if you look at Manchester United's game against Leeds last year, they pelted him them them. at Old Trafford, so I'm not shocked sure that they pelted him again this year either.
2: The, yeah. the problem is the problem with Leeds is the style of play that they have just lends straight into Manchester United's hands because they're all energy, but they're so open that if you can just move them around a little bit, you can get in at them, and that's all we did. We had Luke Shaw bombing down the left; he was barely defending. Pogba come inside. Oh,
0: Pogba was to, oh.
2: to play. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has accidentally stumbled across the best role for Pogba. Do you because, think he's accidentally? Just, or do, yeah. you think,
0: no, do you I, you're not, you're I not, think? I
2: think it was planned. Let me you finish here. Let me finish because here's the thing: they were f- for the last several years under different managers, they've tried to put him in as a midfielder. Pogba is what we would call a roaming playmaker. He needs the space to be able to go away and do what he wants and other people will cover for him. So when Marcus Rashford got injured last season, (coughs) Solskjaer tried him out on the left and had Luke Shaw doing the wide work and Pogba free to come in and do whatever he wanted. And Pogba would take away a fullback or a winger to make room for Shaw. I think over the closed season, I think they've perfected that now. And I think Pogba has now found the license that he can, knowing that he's got Fred and uh, McTominay to do the donkey work behind him, and that Shaw is going to plug the gap that he leaves when he comes on the inside. And you think that's done?
0: By, they've done that, he stumbled across that by accident? I'd give him a bit more credit than that, to be honest. Uh, yeah. What I will say is Fred, who we slaughtered last week, absolutely ripped him a new one, didn't we? And he's gone and scored. That was always going to happen, wasn't it? Let's be honest. He, he and, can
1: score one, but I've also seen Jimmy Traore lift the Champions League. So, therefore, <laughs> good like, point. you can say what you want. You can score. A, I watched Bradley Pritchard score a ton in the Championship. like Not a ton, but score. He wasn't that level. Mm.
2: Fred, he played Fred well. For me, well done. Fred, for again. me, is another one of those players that can either be... He can either surprise you by being really good or he can surprise you by being god-awful. There's just no in the middle with Fred.
0: Well, I think he's got a touch of the ambi about him he's going to be end up uh, being remembered as God awful to be honest uh yeah, yeah, you have to uh, you have to excuse us with that uh, With there uh, Jimmy Triori, sorry uh, and ambified players that uh strike into just rock out just uh oh, ruined our lives uh, <laughs> just some of the most ineffective footballers I've ever seen in my life carry on one
2: thing so One thing I will say is I, I actually felt a little bit sorry for David De Gea because I was listening to the match on TalkSport and they criticised De Gea for Luke Haling's goal and I can't understand where they're coming from from that. They were like, he didn't stretch far enough, he didn't try hard enough. I don't think anyone's stopping that shot.
0: No, to be fair, it was a, a fairly, uh, I mean, I am a critic of David De Gea, as you, as you, you all know from last week, but... I don't think there's not many keepers that would have stopped that. That was an absolute thunderbolt. Let's uh, have a laugh. I mean, a look at Arsenal versus Brentford now—the uh, first Premier League game of the season—and um, well, some people were surprised by it, but we were quite. Um, we were quite uh, last week. I mean, we don't. I mean, the, the business they've done is it hundred million pounds, and they've bought so three players up, in, and uh, and and the players they've bought in at Arsenal really. Uh, 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 an average central defender from Brighton who's yet to prove himself. Um, They're signing Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield United, are they? Is that right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that one.
1: It looks like a done
2: deal. That one baffles me, sorry. That one absolutely baffles me. He he, he did okay at Bournemouth and then he went to Sheffield United and they got relegated and and he wasn't very good and now for some reason he's going to Arsenal for 20-odd million quid. It's, it's It's it's. I think it's simple as they need a backup
1: keeper, and he ticks to all-time grown.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Is yeah. they're gonna start Leno? It's homegrown I think, for the Europe mm, for any. They're not in Europe this year, but they'll be thinking that they will return to Europe. Yeah, that's, so that's a fair point. Statement. That's a fair
0: point. Um, it's yeah. a free, The
1: backup keeper is always a stab at the dark. If you get homegrown goalkeeper, that's one point to that you can you can give to someone else. Yeah, I
2: understand Ryan. what they're trying to do with the homegrown. It does. I've always firmly believed, no matter what country you're in, you need a backbone of of players from that country. So if you're in Spain, you need a backbone of Spanish players. If you're in England, you need a backbone of English players. And that's something Arsenal haven't had for a very long time. My concern is, is I don't think they're doing it with the right quality of player.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't, I, I don't, I think he's. Not as bad as people made out. Make out. He's just not um, a first choice goalkeeper in a the Premier other, League. But the other thing is, what British homegrown player are you going to get to back up a keeper for that money?
2: Oh, oh uh, easily, Sam Johnston from West Brom. He went down last season with West Brom. He was fantastic. He was the re- he was one of their best players. I'm sure they could have got him for less than what they paid for Aaron Ramsdale.
0: But Ramsden. they would he. Possibly, his next move, he'll want first-team football, and he'll want that guaranteed, won't he? He that's,
1: won't. He won't want. That was the. Was he
0: won't want to be. Of, go, he won't be going to Arsenal to be second choice. He'd be he want to be told that's his next move has got to be the right move, and I'm not, I'm not so sure that he would be first he, choice at Arsenal. Dan.
1: He he sat on the bench at, for West Brom at the beginning of the season because he was linked to a move to Spurs, and apparently turned it down because he said. I'm not going to sit on a bench anywhere. If I'm leaving West Brom, I'm staying here. There we go. Right.
2: This is a course of assuming that he's the that whoever comes in goalkeeper wise for Arsenal is going to be number two because Leno's not exactly set the world aflame. Who signed him? What? I, I, who, who signed him? I'm not who, sure to be honest. Cuz
0: it. Was it oh, Right. Okay. If it's Arteta that signed him, it's going to be. His, was it Emery? It, wasn't, it was either I'm not Emery. Emery? Or, It was
1: either Emery or Wenger. I think it was either right at the end of the Wenger reign or
0: right at the beginning of...
2: I think it was an Emery sign-in. Okay. Um,
0: So, uh, looking at that game, I mean, we're we're concentrating on Arsenal, which is a bit unfair, although they were without Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang. But Brentford, first game in the Premier League, 74 years since they were uh, last in the top tier. And uh, they were just skillful, vibrant, lots of energy. Uh and I just they, they were just better than Arsenal, weren't they? They wanted it more, it looked like. But
1: this is this is what I said on the podcast last week. For people that watch the Football League, this was no shock to anyone that has watched Brentford for the last two or three seasons. This is what they do against everyone. They tire you out with their constant press, their constant chase, their physicality. I mean, I mean, if you talk about physicality, their sec- uh, their second goal should never have stood because the Brentford defender is trying to take Burnt Leno's body off him. But um the way that Brentford press and, and, and just annoy teams with their constant pressure, we knew it was going to happen and there was no shock that Arsenal fell for it. it for
2: me, this role was, for me, this result was completely predictable because as Dan just said, you can, Brentford will try and bully anyone, whether it's pressing, whether it's fast movement, whatever. And Arsenal are as soft as a Victoria sponge. You, you can bully them and you can get away with it. And, You know straight away, whoever plays Arsenal this season, they know that they can just bully them and basically run through them if they don't have to run around them.
0: It depends who's making the Victoria sponge out, how, how soft it is, if I'm perfectly honest with you. It's not an easy thing to make, I've got to tell you, from personal experience. Uh, but uh, Thomas Frank uh, has done a, cr- a cracking job there. Uh, at, um, because under Mark Warburton those years ago, they looked like they were doing it. And then I think they had Dean Smith, then he went. But Thomas Frank's come in, and he's done a great job. And at the end of the game, every, I mean, there's, a, there's yeah. a video out there, which is amazing. There's a young lad who's had some problems... And uh, he was—he featured in the club's pre-match video and bits and bobs, and he's featured here and there. But Thomas Frank went and found him at the end of the game, and that photograph—the other photograph—was the old fella in tears, who could probably just about remember the last time they were in the uh, in, in the top tier. And uh, when you see that sort of emotion, that's that's got to be what football's all about, isn't it? It's it's just that, that raw emotion—that that, that overjoyed kid and that pensioner, that old fella. Uh, who's seen it all at, at Brentford. So suddenly he's in a brand new stadium watching his team and they've just beaten Arsenal in their first ever game in the Premier League. Uh, that's just marvellous. Ryan?
2: It is. Uh, it is definitely what football's all about. And I think the thing that Brentford need the massive credit for is although they've had a business model of selling to come up, what they've managed to do is keep the core of the squad, which keeps the chemistry of the squad... So when they come up, just much in the way Sheffield United did when they first come up, they're a unit rather than than just a bunch of footballers like Arsenal are. He, he... So you've got the chemistry already in place, and you just need to take out one player and replace it with another player coming in, rather than disrupt the whole chemistry of the team by doing, say, what Aston Villa did in their first season, which was spend about hundred million on about twenty players and
0: I chaos. I don't think you can survive in the Premier League unless you are uh, properly. Uh, you can't flourish in the Premier League or in any league unless you are a cohesive team unit uh, uh, with a <laughs> with a um, uh, a goal that you all understand and want to achieve, and you're working together. I don't think you can. You'll achieve get anywhere near what you want to achieve if you're not. Uh, that's if, uh,
1: if you want proof of that, watch Charlton Athletic. So
0: far this season, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, let's not let's not dwell on that. <laughs> okay, Newcastle West Ham—the uh, last game uh, of that Premier League. Um, uh, well, <laughs> Newcastle fans were fairly miserable throughout the summer, and they—they—they've got plenty more to be miserable about now, having been turned over by West Ham. Um, who wants to start on this one?
2: Yeah
1: I will Um, I felt Great game of football Yeah, It's a fantastic game of football I missed most of the first half I kind of Came in towards the back end I was coming home from um, A very drunken weekend Um, I saw Jacob Murphy score And we were watching a little bit And I felt Newcastle Were actually playing quite well In the first half They looked quite bright I thought Alan's again, Callum I think we said it when we were talking about Newcastle. Callum Wilson, Alan St. Maximan, if there's going to be two players, that are going to keep Newcastle alive, It's those two, isn't it? Yeah. They're the two. And then in the second half, I don't know what Moyes said to them at half-time, but West Out West Ham came out and showed why they were so good last week. I evening. can I would hazard um,
0: a guess at what uh, Moyes said at half time. I can imagine it wasn't pleasant either.
1: The I think again, like we spoke about Antonio last week and about how West Ham need a striker. So I actually kind of regret that, watching that game. The way the way he fed, I don't know if you've seen the goal, I'm pretty sure it's his goal. There's a break on the counter-attack. He holds the ball off and gives it to the winger, which I think is Ben Rama, who shoots down the wing. And Antonio's effort to get into the box and finish, I, don't, it, I think his energy, the way he plays, is really helpful to that team. And obviously, also, West Ham missed the penalty. I know they scored from the rebound, but... They had more chances in the second half. It could have been ugly. And Freddie and, Woodman did did play well.
0: Less Antonio, Antonio is one of those blokes who's going to score. You give him a chance. He's he's nine times out of ten he's going to score, isn't he? He's not going to miss, uh, and he's going to bust a gut to get into the box if there's a chance of scoring, uh, is, uh, which he did at the weekend. Ryan, what do you
2: think? This this game always intrigues me because they're both two teams that you're never quite sure what you're going to get from. You've always got questions over Newcastle defensively, but you've also always got questions over West Ham attacking-wise. You, you know, you're not sure. They seem to have the players at West Ham, but are they going to show up on the day and do it? You're really not too sure. Who's fit, who's not? Um, I, I was surprised, by I wasn't surprised by the result, but I was surprised at how strong West Ham looked Without Jess Lingard from last season,
0: do you think uh, Newcastle made them look that good in the second half, Dan? No. I think um,
1: it's a mixture of West Ham showed their real quality from last season. Um, as I said, ben Rama, Antonio, uh, Fornals, Thomas Ucek, which we've seen, their set pieces are really strong. And but where where I am concerned, if you do look at Newcastle starting eleven, I'll go through it quickly. They had Freddie Woodman. Fernandez, Hayden, Clark and Kraft, Almiron, Shelby, Ritchie, Jacob Murphy, Wilson and St Maximan. There's bits about, and pieces, there's, isn't it, at the back? Two, I think there's two players there, maybe three, that are Premier League footballers. Bits the and pieces, bits and pieces players,
0: League. really, Newcastle, aren't they? Journeyman players who are... Uh, can get away with it but you don't want a team with eight or nine of a minute do you really yeah.
1: and you, that Newcastle needed a goal and they brought on Joe Linton that's not going to get you a goal
0: that's, that's like bringing Ben Watson on when you need to get a goal isn't it really for Charlton I don't want to talk about it I didn't think you would <laughs> Ryan
2: um, yeah I, I, like I said I think Dan done it I think there is talent in that West Ham side I think there's a lack of talent in the Newcastle side uh, I know they've signed Joe Willock um, to bring him back in but unfortunately this yeah. is the downside of an owner who wants to spend the bare minimum to keep to get the bare minimum before he can sell on.
1: I think we talk often about the core, and I think Ryan, you said it earlier about how a team needs a core. I'm a big John Joe Shelby fan, plainly because of just where he's come from. But him, Almiron, with Hayden and Fernandez as centre backs and Kieran Clark, that fills no one with confidence, does it? You hear those five names as your core and you're not confident that you're going to go out and dominate a game. I do not Kieran Clark has been in the Premier League for years and has never set the role on, on Shelby. Um To be honest,
2: sorry, let me just say to be honest, when Dan mentioned uh, the other week about Newcastle going down, I didn't really think too much about it. I thought, yeah, they'll be there or thereabouts. Having just read that team sheet. Got That really does scream relegation. So Dan, I think we'll have to watch that one and one, I might have to convert my opinion.
0: I do like a good mover a rumor. I do like a good rumor, and West Ham would be a rumor to be in for Chelsea defender Kurt Zouma. Uh, but Newcastle boss uh, Steve Bruce is after Leicester's uh, Hamza Chowdhury on loan. Uh, what do you make of those sort of moves? Good Lord! Well, I think I think uh, Zouma says it all. Yeah, Zouma.
1: Not a bad Zuma, Premier League. I don't have a problem with Zuma because I think that's probably where you could say West Ham are maybe at their weakest. Craig Dawson, Issa Diop and a Bonner, and I don't think to my recollection they have any other defenders. Yeah, and then their backup, right back is Ryan Friedrichs. Zuma can play out there. Um, the Hamza Chowdhury one, oh, every time careful. I see him, he's a walking red card.
0: Yeah, he makes he makes Darren Prattley look um, quiet and shy and retiring. I see him every day. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, I, I, the other thing is, uh, we saw Tammy Abraham go to Roma yesterday uh, for forty million pounds. There was talk about players, teams like Tottenham, and he's never going to go to Tottenham. That's for sure. Uh, that's not going to happen. But West Ham, there was li- they they were linked with him for a while. Have they missed a trick there? Do you think forty million pounds for Tammy Abraham, Ryan? What do you think?
2: I think anybody in the Premier League who isn't a top four side has missed a trick in letting Tammy Abrahams go. I think his track record is good enough to warrant. Let's be honest, in the modern day game, 34 to 40 million for a young upcoming English striker with a decent goal scoring record is not a lot of money. Uh, I think it's a massive... He should have gone to Tottenham. Tottenham fans apparently want him. I've, I've listened to a lot of talk sport and stuff. And they they've rung in and said we want him. Just sorry, going back to the the, the Chaudry one. Um, he that one is is a, is a bit of a shocker. He reminds me of a, a of a young Fellaini of all the arms and elbows and hair and a, a walking red card. And Zuma, I think, will actually be a good signing for West Ham. I think Zuma needs a move where he can become a regular and get a couple of seasons under his belt. And I think he's a good talented player.
1: I have a feeling that Chelsea would have said to Tammy, you can go where you want as long as it's not in England. We're not going to sell you to another Premier League club. Um, because, I mean, it's the money. Because also they're not going to sell you for £40 million to a British club who's going to score goals.
0: Okay. Right. Let's. Um, so Newcastle, uh, West Ham, done and dusted. Uh, let's look at the fixtures for next week, and I'll read them out uh, on the Saturday. Sorry. Yes, go on. Can I
2: just, just jump back in on the Tammy Abrahams thing? is i will say i think uh chelsea have been very clever in inserting a a buyback clause for the future because yeah it's rumored to be i think it's supposed to be 68 million pounds buyback i think that's a very smart bit of business because if they do what they normally do and sack the manager after a year or two they can bring him back if he's done very well and they can reintegrate him back into the club what did they sell lukaku for originally and well, they bought
0: him 97 million. Yeah, I think well, they've done it, once bitten. Once bitten, sorry, Shay. Let's look ahead to next weekend. Liverpool, Burnley. I think there's only one winner, winner there at Anfield, really, isn't there? What do we think? Yes. Briefly. Yeah. The hawk in the
1: park for Liverpool,
0: really. I'm going to move on to um, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Now, Newcastle, bad start to the season. Uh, how's their. It's good. They, they need their home form to be, to be right, don't they, in Newcastle? And so do Villa. If you're going to stay up your home form's got to be half decent. So Villa, first game at home of the season, will be looking to get off to a fly at home. Newcastle will be looking... looking. Newcastle, I suspect, from this game, would take a draw, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they'll take anything they can. When you're at the
1: bottom of the league, isn't it? It's a case of win your home games and pick up what you can on the road. This will be one of the games that they'll want to take something.
2: Judging by what the team sheet that Dan read out, if they don't improve their defence very quickly, I think this could be a battering for Newcastle all it takes is for the front three to click. And I don't think they, as Dan said earlier, when you look at their options at Aston Villa for the front front three and then you see Ashley Young and who was the other one? El Ghazi, is it?
1: El Ghazi, yeah. It, it,
2: it, if they're starting ahead of Traore and Bailey, then you've got to wonder what Aston Villa are going to do. Bearing in mind, Aston Villa did like go down, I think it was 3-0 down and come back 3-2. Uh, I think if, if you put... The best front options that Aston Villa have got against Newcastle, I Too think we're going to tear them apart.
0: Okay. Uh, the next game down at um, uh, Sellout Park, uh, Crystal <laughs> Palace versus Brentford. Now I know what I hope for, but um, do you think? What do you think Palace's chances? Brentford are going to be so up for this game, aren't they? Sellout Park, um, Palace
1: are they're just good at Sellout Park, aren't they? But yeah. um, I still think Brentford have a decent chance to get points. But Palace are normally better at Earth and they are away. I oh. think i put a, a draw on my
0: Super 6, so I'll go with that. Oh, well, he's given away Super 6. Ryan, what do you think?
2: I think it's another Brentford win for me.
0: Mm. I'd, I'd like that, but I can see Palace winning or a draw, score a draw. I uh, can't. Leeds versus Everton. Leeds need to bounce back, and Everton not anything as good as Man United. Uh, for my money, I think Leeds will probably edge this one. What do we think, lads?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, a bit like Palace, Ellen Road is a fortress for Leeds, isn't it? They've, yeah. they've got a good record. Even last year, they had a good record at Ellen Road. I wouldn't be shocked to see them walk away. I, I'd say a draw, but I wouldn't be shocked to see a Leeds win.
0: Can I just tell you, I've had one of the most terrifying moments of my life at Ellen Road. Uh, I was commentating on Charlton versus Leeds, and Charlton went and scored, uh, which, was, which was a good thing from where I was sitting. But sitting to my left, three seats down, was Norman Hunter. Uh, known as Bite Your Legs Norman Hunter, who gave me a look when uh, Terry and I celebrated the goal. And then with te- five minutes to go, Ben Hamer fell over and saved the penalty. Uh, and we won 1-0. And and at the moment, at the time that, we- that the penalty was saved, I was on commentary, went absolutely ballistic. I was up and down, jumping up and down. If looks could kill, Norman Hunter was two-footing me from about 20 yards away. It was terrifying. <laughs> he was fine with me after the game, but he uh, he gave me some absolute evils during the game not pleasant uh so yes ryan you're sorry you want to come in
2: leeds versus everton I, I reckon that's going to be a draw i think leeds are going to play it safe just to try and get over that tonkin that they've just suffered mm. and everton are very hit and miss so i've I'd call that a draw.
0: I've got that down as a lead because I think they're going to come out of the come out of the blocks and they're going to blow in the early part of the game. I think they're going to blow Everton away two, maybe two up by half-time. And I think it's down to whether Everton have got the uh, cojones to come back into it. Cajones. Oh, uh Right, next one is... Uh, oh, here we go. Man City versus Norwich City. Well, surely. <laughs> is it not a question of how many? Oh, I... Uh, 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 no, Ryan doesn't think so. Dan yeah. seems to think that it's gonna be a bit of a, whoosh, a slapping going on here. I think
2: I think it will I think it will be a, a Man City win. I'm not sure it's gonna be a complete and utter tonkin because judging by their first performance and their lack of a recognized striker, I think they're gonna have problems putting the ball in the back of the net con- consistently this season.
0: Probably need to buy Harry Kane then, don't they? <laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> I think Man City will win this one at a canter. I think they'll outplay them and I think they'll get a couple of early goals and And I think Norwich will just be Norwich and collapse into a heap and sit in the corner and, and ask for mum. Really, I
1: think it all depends on if Norwich can hold... I still think Man City will win, win regardless. Yeah. If it's 9-0 at
0: half-time. If
1: near near half score time, in the first yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, game over. If Man City are won it up 10 seconds, it, it's going to be game a Game over.
0: Yeah, and they'll be passing the ball backwards and shouting Olay, won't they? It'll be embarrassing, I think, if they get the early goal. If they can get the early goal, and they've got players, to be honest, that can do that. So, well, All right.
1: the, the one thing we didn't mention about Man City-Tottenham that we'll have today, is Kevin De Bruyne will start for Man City. And they looked dramatically better when he came on the pitch. So, if he starts, Norwich aren't going to deal with him, are they? No. Uh,
0: Brighton versus Watford. Now, this is one that Brighton got off to a cracking start, beat Burnley. And what I would say is a six-pointer already at this stage of the season for, for, for Brighton and Burnley. Those are the games they've got to win. And this is a game that Brighton have got to win. And I think they'll... I've got this down as a draw, score draw myself, I think. Ryan? I've got
2: it down for a Watford win. Have you? Yeah, I think... Me give me your I reasons. Brighton, I think Brighton play very nice football with very little end product. I don't you think, think that's they score just more pretty than boys. one goal a game. Yeah, just, they, just, I don't think they can score more than one goal a game. I don't think they've got the striking options. As much as I love... But they anywhere, scored, hang on,
0: hold on, they scored two last week. Against Burnley.
2: Uh, yeah, but that, that's, that's very rare um And the way Watford have started the season, I think they'll be well up for it, and they look like they've got plenty of pace in attack. And I, I, I think they can have them.
0: So you two are both going for a Watford win, Dan?
2: Yeah,
1: I just don't, I, I don't see Brighton's defence being able to cope with the pace. Okay. Shane Duffy, Lewis Dunk, Adam Webster against Ishmael Assar, Emmanuel
0: Dennis. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, could get ugly. Uh Sunday's games, Southampton versus Manchester United. It depends what kit Man United are wearing, doesn't it, really? Is it, is it not at Southampton? <laughs> if they're wearing the right, wrong colour kit, it could all go wrong. Dan, you can go first on this one. This is this is a fixture that every time, I sh- I swear, every time Southampton play Man United,
1: Southampton go into half-time winning and Man United always seem to come back and win it. When this it, when is St Mary's, it seems to happen. It happened last year, Southampton were winning. Cavani came on and blew Southampton apart. I think Man United still win it, and I, I, to be honest, I, with no Danny Ings to Southampton, I could see it being quite comfortable.
0: And uh, the thing for Southampton is, uh, there's a bit of talk going on about James Ward Prowse being eyed up by a few clubs at the moment. That would be a disaster. He just signed a five-year deal, so
1: that's yeah, that,
0: over with. No, no, that, that means nothing. It's just a piece of paper. He signed a five-year deal. Is that the mean? Does that mean the club will get more money for him?
2: if a big if
0: i think if a big club comes in for him there's uh, a you know you never know but anyway yeah so uh, what ryan your opinion on southampton man united
2: i think it's going to be a man united win i don't expect it to be as convincing as it was against leeds but i, I think right. it will be a comfortable win
0: okay i i predict that a southampton player will get sent off because that normally happens doesn't it in these games uh wolves versus spurs up at uh, oh the Tottenham the, the boss going back so quick who wants to take us who wants to go with that one first Dan
1: I'll go with it um, I, I, I'm waiting for someone on radio or TV to play them well Spurs have been in midweek action because I believe they're playing right now um, but none of the 11 that started the game against City have travelled so they'll be fine
0: yeah. and, and I think they'll beat Wolves as well Will Harry Kane play there's a bit of talk going on that he might be yeah. in or around the squad you don't think he will I'd be shocked I'd be shocked if he plays for Spurs. Uh,
2: I think it'll be a Spurs win. I think they looked very solid and very fluid attacking uh, against City. Uh, Wolves, I did say in my preview that I was worried for them. They lost their opening game. I could see them losing this. In terms of will Harry Kane play for Tottenham, I don't believe he will. And I don't think he will until the transfer window closes, if I'm honest.
0: I don't think he will again. I'll put that Um, right here and now. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, and we, we so you're going for a Spurs win in that game, yes? Yep. Yes. At uh, the 4.30 kick-off on Sunday, here we go, um, I've got a sneaking suspicion, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Arsenal will lift their game, surely, surely, to, uh, in the London derby, but it won't be enough. Cause... Yeah,
1: I think we've seen Arsenal-Chelsea enough to know that these games are always tight, regardless of the form of either team. Um, Arsenal seem to bring themselves up for the game against Chelsea, but... Um, yeah, Chelsea have too much power, and I think we'll beat them. Um, I think Arsenal will give them a go. They're not going to have Lacazette or Aubameyang because they've both got the 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 pandemic flu. Don't want to use the word that YouTube doesn't like, mm-hmm. um, but they have both got that horrible disease, or not disease, uh, problem issue. Uh, so they they they're, they're, they're going to be out. Um, so yeah, it'll be Chelsea's win. I expect Arsenal to play a lot better though.
0: Uh, we are seeing quite a few players um, struggling with the after effects of the uh, the issue that which we cannot, the Voldemort of illnesses, um, I mean even down at Charlton, Gilby at the moment is struggling to get back in because it affects the respiratory system for an athlete, that's uh, I'm quoting Nigel Adkins and he would know, uh, because it affects the respiratory system and so it will take a lot out of an athlete, uh, Ryan what do you think of this game?
2: Uh, uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea, I predict a complete and utter whooping. I think Chelsea are going to blow Arsenal out of the water. I just, if Lukaku to come on half-time and just rip them apart.
0: I think uh, I think if, uh, if Chelsea score first and early, I think, yeah, it could be a long afternoon for... Uh... How long do you give Michael uh, Arteta if they don't get? You know, if the results go against them in the first few, because Arsenal TV will be all over them, won't they? I mean, that's a joy. Arsenal TV, isn't it? That's one of the. I don't trust.
1: I don't trust their. um, I think their start to the season is going to give him longer than he should have. Obviously, they had, they've got Chelsea, and I think they've got Man City, and then they've got Norwich, and then I think it's Spurs. Yeah. So I think he'll be given that period of football. And if he hasn't got I mean, any results, what happens? I think they'll keep him. I think he needs to go on a really bad stretch losing again because their excuse will be Man City are a good side, Spurs are a good side. The fans have all, the fans already want him out. It's He'll just be really club
0: popular with Arsenal TV. Yeah. You will, I tell you. The
1: the club, but the, the thing is, the club have proved they don't give him monkeys. Why is he still here now?
0: Mm. Uh,
1: right, would have been gone last season.
2: I predict he go bye bye by Christmas. I don't think Mikel Arteta is going to be there much longer, no. and we've. With managers like Antonio Conte available, if, Arsenal, if Arsenal's bald and <coughs> the, the, the collection of, shall we call them people in Edu and whatnot, whatever positions they hold, if they actually decide to grow a pair of balls and actually appoint a proper manager in Antonio Conte, I think we'll see a very quick switch around in terms of where Arsenal are in the league and who they sign in January.
0: Okay. Uh, so that's the Premier League this season. I think next week should we look at the um, uh, at the football league, some of the you know the, the leagues there? Because uh, they'll have had three or four games and they'll be settling down. Dan says no because he doesn't want to talk about I, Charlton. I don't want to talk about Charlton. We, we can look at the championship. Weekend. We look look at the We look at the championship. Ryan.
2: So I think we missed a fixture because there's a Monday night fixture. Is there well, a Monday night are game. Are we... Is yeah, there? it's West Ham Leicester. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Sorry,
0: yeah. I'll Ooh, cut that. Then? I'll cut that round. Where? West Ham. <laughs> Where? West Ham. Eight
2: o'clock. Eight uh, eight o'clock at West Ham, and I, I will call it now. As as I'm talking, I predict a, a draw. I, I think oh, yeah. West Ham has started well, and nah. I think Leicester are oh, Leicester. I, I think I, I'm
0: going for a draw. I think Vardy will pop up with a late winner, and there'll be a bit of shit uh, I think nil nil, but uh, a Vardy one no, Vardy will score a winner two one. I'm thinking.
2: Controversial opinion for you here. Go okay. with it or not. Here we go. I no longer th- I no longer think that Vardy's the main man. I think the one to watch is Ianacho. I think he's come on leaps and bounds the last two seasons. And I think he's replaced Vardy as the goal threat. We shall well, start th- last week.
0: I think I <laughs> think I think we'll see as the season progresses, but I think uh, Brendan loves Brenda loves uh, Vardy like he loved Gerard. Yeah, but he's There's... thirty-four. He doesn't he's 34. care
2: about he's that. He's running doesn't out.
0: Care about... He still puts the balls in the net. Hold on, well, you're about year. to. You're quite happy to pay for a thirty-three-year-old, Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> <laughs> give me, oh, give me <laughs> strength. Not. He's
1: thirty-four. Oh, that was
0: me.
2: No, oh, was I was you. That, that was, was to me. Pay
1: for <laughs> that was not me. Uh, All <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> to be fair to Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy scored scored last week. So I still think he's going to score goals. He still scored. Well over 15 goals a season for the last six. Do you know, down I absolutely
0: season. detested him when he played against Charlton for Leicester. I thought you were, he was like, I described yeah, was him, pest. I, I was—I described him as like a wasp uh, in commentary. I'm saying, who is this fellow Vardy? He's like a wasp. He's, you want to slap him down and get, you know, and little that I know, but this was like, um, this is League One, might have been League One, just Championship. No, Championship. Championship. Yeah, championship. I, and, and I had no idea what, what lay in store, but he's a pest. He's a little pest. They had and, Harry Kane on the bench. And in what he does is he winds the hell out, the life out of the opposition supporters up. I mean, you saw the way he celebrated the goal in front of the uh, the, the, the opposition's fans. He loves a bit of the old shit hours I think he's great.
2: I think he thrives on it as well. I think oh, he yeah. does it because it motivi- motivates him to play even better than he does. I think he, he's one of those players you, you'd want to punch at halftime.
0: He's one of those players. If he, he's um, not in your team, you will want to punch him. But if he's in your team, you're going to love him.
2: He
1: uh, he reminds me a lot of from Charlton fans' perspective. If you boo him and you give him rubbish, oh, Rob, stop. Rob. Can you? Good can
0: Because he's he's scoring. Can you say that again? Because you broke broke up again.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say uh, with Jamie Vardy, he reminds me a lot of Charlton fans will know Lyle Taylor, cool. um, because if you shout him, you boo him. Good luck. He's scoring twice because you yeah, yeah, he loves it. it. I always remember, um, Luton giving Taylor all kinds of jit, and Taylor was like, Right, I'm having you now. And it's there... the same with Vardy.
0: There are lots of players out there that thrive on, on that. You look at, um, and I, if you read Graham Soonis's autobiography, any of the players that played for the Liverpool side in the late 70s, early 80s. They loved the European away game when everyone was baying for their blood. The more vicious the atmosphere, the more they enjoyed it. They just passed the ball amongst themselves and and shut the crowd up by just
2: playing football. Ryan? As a Man United fan, Jamie Vardy's attitude is something I wish Anthony Martial had. Because (laughs) Anthony Martial looks like he doesn't care about football. I'm sure he probably does, but... It just doesn't appear like he's trying that hard most of the time. I, and I, you,
0: if
2: you get some of that fire from Jamie Vardy into Anthony Martial. I think it'd probably be worth the money we actually paid. I, for I it.
0: have to say, I, there are not many players that cross that white line and don't give it all. It, it just depends on their character. Uh, and, and if you ever watched Chris Waddle when he was in, when he was playing league games or when he's pomp, he looked like he didn't look like he was an athlete at all. He didn't look like he gave a dustman's fart about anything that was going on. Yet, yet, he was one of the best players, one of the best players I've seen. Uh, it was superb for uh, for uh, for Spurs. When the uh, natives and, and and Gary Lineker signed for Spurs on the basis that um, Chris Waddle was going to be there, Lineker signed on the Monday. Waddle went to Marseille on the Friday. <laughs> But, and he went to Marseille and he absolutely bossed it. And he um, and he just looked like a player that didn't give a toss. I've seen countless players, but I don't think you should uh, look at some deme- some players' demeanour and think they don't give a toss. You're not going to be at that level unless you give a toss. Whether or not you're good enough is a different thing with Martial. You
1: see with Martial often, he sulks and then he shuts up for the rest of the game because he's too busy sulking, and then you can see that he doesn't bother running because he's well then, walking around sulking.
0: Well, then, if I'm his manager, I don't play him again. I, I you know, well, that's, because, that's why he sits on the bench. That's, and I wouldn't even think about bringing him on. I'd say I'd get him out of the club. But that's not the sort of character you want, is it, surely? So, until next week, um, thanks very much. Dan, where can they find us? So, we
1: have the email address, which is footballfunderspod at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group, which... Ryan is it football funders podcast
2: it is indeed
1: it's a facebook page go and give it a like and, and our twitter is fball Thunders. just fball funders not football cuz it wasn't available so just fball funders
0: and of course uh, you can download the podcast uh, you can li- you can listen to it on via youtube and of course uh, it's all over apple google everywhere uh, where you normally get your um, your pods from uh, until next time thanks very much Ryan thank you uh, thank you very much Dan have a good time uh thanks very much for tuning in and we'll see you again if you've got any questions or you want to raise a point or if you disagree with us any way more than happy to hear from you uh or if you've got something you want us to discuss uh fire away we're uh, we're more than happy to uh to, to engage with us. But see you later trough.